You're listening to Conversion Cast, presented by Leadferno. I'm your host, Aaron Weike. Conversion Cast focuses on digital marketing and conversion, exploring the art and science to turn a lurker on your website to a lead, a browser to a buyer. Today, I'm solo, and I'm sharing my five conversion tips for 2024. Consider this my merry conversion miss gift to you. I hope you've enjoyed the 2023 episodes we've put out and the incredible guests we've had on. I know I've learned something new every single episode. I have so much more planned for you in the coming year as well, so stay tuned. If you're ready to get serious or help your clients improve their conversion, please check out Leadferno to help capture more leads and close them faster. And with that, let's get onto my list. So let's start off with my number one. And that's something that I think, uh, at least from when I've been talking to businesses and marketers during the fourth quarter of this year, is they're being asked to do more with less. Sometimes they're being asked by another human. It might be their boss, the owner, um, and other members of their organization. Other times it might be their own budget, sales, and just what's going on in the market dictating this. The bottom line is that you need to maximize your opportunities. You have channels out there that you've used for many months or years that continue to fill with more and more competition. We're seeing a rise in those rates um, or even the time it takes to produce results. So just like the things that we talk about here and mentioned in our previous episodes, whether you're doing uh, content creation and SEO, whether you're doing content marketing, whether you're doing local search ads like we covered with Crystal Horton, you need to be looking to squeeze everything you can from those opportunities that you're paying for, either in money or your time or a combination of both. So this is probably the highest strategic level thinking of how do we squeeze more juice from what we're doing with our current marketing and traffic generators that we're trying to drive to our website and other channels. So my number one tip is look to make more with less. This is where conversion fits in. You're looking to take what you're doing with your existing and squeeze a a few more leads, a few more percentage points out of it every single month and year for what you're working with. My second one is if you're gonna get serious about conversion, the benefit to that means you're getting serious about your data. And to me, this is something that most marketers nowadays are looking to unlock to be able to understand How are we doing? What opportunities are there? Where are we failing so we can correct that? What can we test and how does that test go? And all this comes with improving the amount of data that you're capturing, because if you're not capturing it the right way, then you have nothing that you've measured so you can try to improve on it. So the beauty is when you start to get serious about conversion, you start to put a stake in the ground and say, all right, we need a clean set here to track exactly where we're at. So as we start to make changes or adapt, or we even try new channels, we understand how that affects our conversion or what's going on with that. So to me, that's just really a a critical commitment that you need to make as an organization to actually bring in data that isn't going to lie to you, that can give you some serious directional insights into what's working, what's not, what you're testing, how that test is working, something not to test again, maybe leads you to better ideas on what to test next. So within that, um, take that benefit that when you get serious about that, you're getting serious about your data. And that to me is the number two tip here is be serious about that conversion data. Start tracking, 
start testing, start understanding how you can really make an impact to that. My number three tip should really be no surprise. Um, it's the foundation with what Leadferno is built upon, and I just have seen hundreds and thousands of examples of this working, and that is to add texting into your channel mix for conversion. And really, to me, the biggest leading factor in this is texting is a conversational conversion. It is more personal. It is more human. When we take a look at the conversion methods that have existed for so long, for decades now, we have pushed people towards forms, right? Contact forms, estimate forms, lead inquiry forms, download forms, whatever that might be. We greet our users with this wall of fields, right? And they literally can look like bricks stacked upon each other, especially when you get into a form that might be eight questions, 10 questions, seeing them as high as 16 to 20 questions. Now, I can definitely understand as a marketer, as a sales team, where you like this because you're using that form to heavily qualify that lead right when it comes across. You're able to ask very specific questions. But the thing that I want you to consider is how much you are asking of that prospect to be committed to you to spend the time to share all that data and information. And every single field, every brick that you build that wall a little bit higher makes it harder for them to climb or scale that wall. They, they really have to want it instead of, I'm willing to just give you a little bit and I want to interact through a channel that's very easy for me to manage, ignore if I don't like it, not feel tied into it, a lot of other things. And so that's where texting comes in and is such a beneficial piece. Also consider the fact, and our surveys showed this, that texting is now the preferred channel of communication for people above email, above phone calls. In fact, our survey showed it's almost two to one over the top of email. So when you add texting into a way they can convert from your website or digital channels that are out there, you're telling them, hey, this is the best way that you like to interact, engage, and communicate in your life across all forms. We'll meet you there. We're going to be right there for you. Also, as I mentioned, with this being a, a personalized channel and a conversation channel, instead of just this, here's a bunch of info, now get back to me in a very crowded channel in email, a very easy to ignore channel in email, you're doing it in text and you're able to build trust slowly. You're able to start to build trust by having a fast reply to them and getting back to them um, by even when they just... Uh, reach out the first time, giving them an auto reply that you've received it and an expectation of when you're going to follow up. These are things that forms fail at so miserably. The amount of times I fill out a lead form on a website for a small business and I don't even get an email back saying we received your form and here's how long it takes us to reply. So the prospect, you're just left wondering, did they even receive this? Where did my information go to? When will they get back to me? And when you start to have those questions as a buyer, you start to think, I better reach out to someone else who can actually help me because I'm not feeling the trust or confidence that this one is, is going to help me. So texting and using a conversational conversion channel can definitely aid in that greatly. The next piece uh, to it is you end up with faster cycles of communication. On average, a text reply averages 90 seconds, where an email reply averages 90 minutes. So that's 60 times faster. And I point this out not just for the velocity of which your business, or if you're an agency, your clients' businesses can respond to leads, but also that customer that you're engaging with is responding that much faster. 
So it ends up being a benefit to you that right when they're seeing your message, it's just far easier for them to engage, reply to you faster, answer faster. So in the world of wanting to keep a lead um, hot and progressing and moving to a next step, texting is just so ideal for that as opposed to email. Phone calls can be great if you get them on that phone call, but how often these days do you end up in missed calls, trading voicemails, things like that? If you're on one call, you can't accept any other calls at that time. You have to focus on that call that you're on. You can be in a text message and receiving 5, 10, 15, 20 other text message leads and still be able to respond to them both in real time synchronously and also asynchronously to be able to make that lead progress to its next step. So it's faster as well. So again, I understand that I'm biased, but I'm biased because we've proved this out. Adding SMS, adding two-way texting as a conversion channel on your website is a fantastic move to add a conversion tool that is a lower barrier to entry that allows you to build trust and a conversation to move that lead along and improves the response times both for your business and for the customer that's responding. And in the end, that's a huge key to not only getting that conversion, one, into your lap, but two, all the way to a close for your business. The fourth one I have is just understanding that as you get further down your funnel within conversions and your sales process, is that small improvements in those conversion rates can end up meaning big money for your business. When you take a look at just a a general run, if you say, hey, I wanna get a 1% lift in traffic to my website, I can almost promise you that would have almost zero effect uh, on the outcomes that your business is producing on the site. It's top of funnel. It's already, you know, uh, hopefully generating a lot of different elements and things like that. So a 1% gain there isn't going to do much for you. But now if we take a look and we move down that funnel so much further to a 1% lift in conversion rate of your web traffic, becoming a lead, someone who is just a lurker, now becoming a name and giving a contact method saying like, hey, you can text me or call me or email me, whatever that might be. Now that can have a big impact. And once you're able to track at that level of those conversions, now this puts you in a great position to be able to test new conversion tactics like adding texting, like changing content and headlines, like changing your call to actions, like adding video to the page, like introducing new offers. So all of these things can now be measured um, so much better when you are focused on conversion, tracking it right, using some of my other tips. And then when you start to factor out and take a look at what can these tests produce for us in improvements, those improvements don't have to be very large to actually add up in opportunities and close sales for your company. So that's why number four is just realizing that small improvements in conversion rates can mean a very big impact on your bottom line. And my last one, number five here, is optionality. To me, this is, again, a big one, strategically thinking and just realizing, I think, so much of uh, digital marketing um, and different lead generation tactics have often tried to route people into a a one-way road. That's how we view our funnel, that we're actually pushing them down the funnel and forcing them to go further down the funnel. And to me, businesses do that so clearly when they only offer one way to convert 
or one page on their website to convert when they have so many landing pages, service pages, blog pages, the call to action might just all be filling out one form. And I'm just a big believer in when you give people options and you let them choose what works easiest for them. And uh, if you go back, I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this in other episodes, and it's a blog post I'll link in the show notes here, but I firmly believe that in this day and age, the new golden rule of business is being easy to work with. If you're not easy to work with, they're going to find someone else that's easy to work with. And that starts up front from day one. Is it easy to find answers on your website? And then once they do, is it easy to start a conversation? Is it easy to ask you just a couple of questions and not have to fully commit to filling out a form, scheduling a call, whatever that might be? That might not be for every prospect that comes across your website. So when you give them options and you let them choose the path that's easiest for them to connect with you, you're going to increase conversion because they're not being forced, they're not being pushed, they're not being given really an ultimatum of do this or don't do anything. They're able to choose. So when you let them call, when you let them fill out a form, when you let them book a call or schedule a meeting, when you let them request a phone call of you, hey, I'm a phone person, but I don't want to make this first call and guess who to ask for and how to explain my situation or get a voicemail or a call tree where I need to know what numbers to press to get to the right department or person. Uh, but I can just say, hey, here's who I am. Please call me regarding this. Or being able to send a text message. All of those give them options to communicate how they prefer to communicate. And when you stop forcing prospects to work your way, especially in that start, and you allow them to work their way, you start to earn that opportunity. You have the opportunity to then build trust and then move them along as they get in further into your process. This doesn't mean you have to work the way they want to work through the whole process. It just means at first, instead of asking them to meet me all the way to my way, or even saying, hey, meet us halfway, say, we'll meet you all the way your way. However you want to start this conversation, however you want to get to know us, however you want to ask your question or take a next step, you can do that with us. And the ones I mentioned are really easy to do. And I think the smart ones centralize these and present these all together. I've outlined when giving presentations before, websites, web designers uh, can be really guilty of this, where they kind of sprinkle contact methods across the site. You get the phone number uh, up in the header, then you get the link to the contact page and navigation. Then you have a, you know, request a free quote that, that's a button or two in the content of the page. Then in the footer is a link to their email address. So now you've scattered these everywhere, but the user has to kind of go and hunt for them and figure that out themselves. If it's, is email an option, they're going to have to go all the way to your footer. So one of the things and one of the reasons why we created Leadferno's call to action buttons the way we did is they're floating call to action buttons that are always visible on the screen, no matter the type of device you're on. And to me, presenting these options all together is definitely a win. I refer to this a lot as like the, the McDonald's menu of conversions. When you roll up in a McDonald's drive-through, your options of what you can order are just listed there on the screen. It's not a bunch of reading. It's not a bunch of hunting. They've made things simple with combo meals and, and what you can choose from. You should get that same feel when you find a way, I want to take a next step. There is a call to action that's telling me I can take a next step and I have options. I can call, text, or email them. And when I click that, I then get the options. Here's the four or five ways that we can start engaging with you. Answer your questions. Be there for you. Be an expert for you. 
When you do those things, you are meeting them all the way where they're at instead of requiring them to put in more effort to meet you halfway or meet you all the way where you're at. And again, that's the name of game. Be easy to work with. All right. So I hope these five tips, ways to change some of your strategic thinking, some of them being just purely tactical, have helped open your eyes. I think conversion is so important and will continue to be more important. We only continue to scale up as far as how competitive things are out there between direct competitors, pricing of the ad channels we use, limitations, expectations, all of those things. So diving into conversion, looking lower in your funnel to what can we improve and make a bigger impact will be key as we continue to move along. I want to wish all of you the happiest of holidays. I wish you the highest converting year ever in 2024. And I really appreciate you listening to Conversion Cast. If you've benefited from these first 12 episodes at all, I would love it if you left an iTunes review or shared a few episodes on one of your social channels. The next time you connect with someone, maybe you mention it. All of those things are a great way to thank us or to help us grow this podcast even further. So with that, wishing you the best, happy holidays, and a happy new year.